Hello and welcome to Speak Your Truth and Look Good Doing It podcast. My name is Camila, or as you've seen me online, Maria Camila. I'm a brand strategist, photographer, and videographer. This work is about amplifying the visibility of conscious leaders and brands who are wanting to leave this world better than they found it. This podcast is about letting ourselves be seen, both physically and spiritually, and highlighting the nuances we experience as we are growing both personally and professionally. Thank you for being here, and let's go ahead and dive in. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. And today is October 15th. So if you have not been informed with what's going on with the state of the world, um, it's just the Palestine and Israel conflict that's happening, even though the news says that it's Israel and Hamas. Um, obviously, we understand that um, there's so many people that are collateral damage, if that's even... It's a, I don't even know if that's even the correct expression, but just anyway, so many people that are caught in the middle of everything, and I'm not a pro at this at all, nor is this podcast going to be my about my take on that whatsoever. It's just that I have been taking the time to not look away from what's happening. I don't want to have the mentality of just positive thinking and turn it away from just the really painful things that people are experiencing on both sides and again this is not my take on it I just want to talk about how this has I've been educating myself a lot I have been looking at every source possible I've been on TikTok and TikTok obviously has has the like it can be a a big echo chamber because it'll only show you what it is that you technically want to see so I've been down one rabbit hole I've been intentionally looking at other rabbit holes to see what I can find what I can learn um I've been googling why is this happening why is this happening like this why is this happening like that I've been checking sources I have been on YouTube checking different sources on YouTube I have been just listening everywhere to try to understand and not just get my information from one place like a tiktok rabbit hole but i wanted to be like no let's see what truth and how i can come up with information in order for me to understand honestly humanity and understand myself a lot better and anyways it just it has definitely rocked me but it hasn't rocked me in a way where I feel like, oh man, this is, I'm just demolished from this. I, I think I'm just like so privileged to live in this part of the world where I don't experience oppression to that degree, nor do I fear for my life in that degree. Extremely privileged. And I think that if, when you are extreme, extremely privileged in that way, like you can hold space, you can do it. And even if it does impact you, like, yeah, that's part of the human experience. And there's a lesson even when things impact you heavily. And I think it's about not turning away from the sadness and the grief and the just how impactful it is what humans can do to one another. 
And personally, I believe like I I am not turning away from it, and I f- believe that there's a way to connect to our humanity, to be more rational and less hateful. And yeah, that's all I can say right now. It just it it just has really impacted me. I today is Sunday, and uh, I've just been taking the weekend. Because obviously October 7th is when everything started. So it's been a whole week of just everything. Like you just follow what's going on with the people over there. And yeah, I don't I don't feel like it has consumed me in a negative way. It has just awakened me to my humanity in a different way. Where all I think to myself is be more useful, you know. And don't center yourself in how difficult this is it's like let's be of service and at, and at least that's that's like my intention and where my mind is going and anyways so I feel very moved I feel very touched by what's happening I mean how can you not and anyways it just as, as I was I woke up this morning and because I've just been learning so much about it but today's Sunday and I was like you know what I'm gonna wake up and I'm just gonna I'm, I'm not gonna kind of have a messy day where I'm just gonna like be be like consumed by very strong news or emotions I'm actually I'm gonna move around I'm gonna be in nature today and I, I want to be useful I want to be of service and anyway so that's the mentality that I had I woke up and then I a practice that I've been implementing recently um, has been that of writing and journaling more so part of the coaching program that I'm in one of the things that my business coach told us is you guys need to write more. The more you write, the more you slow down your thinking and you understand what is happening in your mind and you therefore market your business better. Therefore, you you just become a better human when you have a new level of self-awareness and writing is a tool that allows you to truly see what your mind is thinking consciously and subconsciously. And then there's a tool that she provides where it allows you to, it's like you do unintentional thoughts where you just do the good, the bad, the ugly, and then you do an intentional uh, journal prompt. It's a whole structure that she gives us. But the point is, um, it's really created a habit in me to write and to write more, not just think out loud. One thing that I used to do is I would just like speak out loud to myself whenever I was feeling strong emotions. And the new habit I've implemented lately is write it out. Just write and write and write. And the more you write, the better you'll think, the better content you'll create, the better you're able to articulate your thoughts in a way that can be compelling to another person. And it doesn't hurt you to write. Which P.S. This is also why I do uh, writing prep work before uh, I do video shoots with my clients. Um, it's not busy work to annoy you or to add another task on there to just be a pain in the butt to you. It's it's to really get to the authenticity of what your soul is telling you. And yeah, so I, anyways, I've just been writing a lot. And then today I was writing and I was just having such heavy emotions when I woke up this morning and I, I was just writing and one of the things, again, that my coach uh, gave me feedback on 
as she was looking over just my Instagram and like my marketing material, etc. She tells me, I want to see more of your work. Like, aren't you a photographer? Like, I want I want to see more of your work on your Instagram. And to me, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I just, I didn't want to do, like, I was resistant to it because I just, I don't know. I guess my mind was consumed with thinking people don't want to see photos. People just want to know about business and people want to know about personal branding and the strategy and people don't care about aesthetics anymore and... That's literally what my mind was telling me. So for her to tell me, what does it mean to you when if you were to just post photos? And I'm like, oh, that just feels risky. It feels uncomfortable. It feels like, no, like I don't want to do it. And, but I will say, considering that I paid into this program and I asked for advice, sometimes you got to actually receive the advice, even if you don't like it, but you also need to trust yourself and trust in the situation you got yourself in. Like trust in the leadership that you got yourself into. And anyway, so I decided to trust my coach. And I was like, okay, I will do that. I will do what you say. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to just post photos because people like reels and people like strategy. But okay, I will do that. I will do what you say. And so I've just been... I created a just like a feed of like how I wanted my Instagram to look like and that way people can get like at a glance very quickly understand my photography and but as I was writing my captions for posting the photos I was like this is just not coming to me I am not connected to my photography I feel like this doesn't make sense and even when I write other people's stories on the caption I feel like my audience doesn't care and it just wasn't coming to me. I was having those feelings again of like when people say, I don't know what to write about. I was like, yeah, that's exactly me. I had writer's block because I had this expectation that it just, I just didn't have the answers. I wasn't connected to my humanity at all. And anyway, so I didn't post for like one day, whatever. And then today I woke up and I've also been in that new mentality of I'm just going to post photos and that's what my feed is going to be about, considering that I'm a photographer, so I will post photos. And anyways, I, I was looking at just like what's going to be the post for today? How can I craft the story or how can I say something insightful um, as I'm writing about just my photography or whatever? And then something that came to me, I swear I don't know how it just started like pouring, but I just... I got this memory and the reason why PS when I why, why I bring up that like the state of just what happened the what's happening with like Gaza and Israel and the people suffering and everything and how that has impacted me it has just brought me back to my humanity so fast forward to this morning as I'm looking at what do I want to post like, what is truly in my heart right now? What is sincere and true to me in this moment? And anyways, I just, I started just like looking at, I was like, I kind of want to, I don't know, I want to talk about just why I started photography in the first place. I don't know, honestly, what came on to me, but I decided to go to my Facebook 
And you know how Facebook has a record of all the photos you've uploaded over the last however many years, uh, 15, 20, however many years Facebook has been around at this point. And I started looking back at my Facebook photos and I was like, oh, cringe. And they're photos of me in high school, photos with me and friends. And I think some of us can look back at our, our teenager pictures and just be like, oh, this is so cringe. But then I started thinking like, well, why is this cringe to you? And, then, and this is what I mean by how writing has helped me slow down my thinking is because when you slow down your thinking, you start to question, well, why, why does it cringe? And like, why does cringe mean stop? Why can't you, and this is my higher self talking to myself, why can't you just look at yourself and cold capacity for cringe. Because cringe doesn't mean that it's bad or that it's not constructive. It's just cringy and makes you uncomfortable. But what if you're just able to look at it with different eyes? What if you're able to give meaning to all of those old photos of yourself? What if you're just able to give it a different meaning? And that's exactly what I started doing. I was like, you know what? There is meaning to my life there is meaning to all these photos that tell the story of me in high school and me and my family and me and just the different places I've traveled to the people I've crossed paths like there's meaning to all of these photos and I it, it just that's why I I made a video once talking about how when people say they don't like photos it's really they just don't like themselves and I and, and I was experiencing those feelings when I was looking back at my Facebook photos. But I just decided to make this mental switch of, you know what, this is worthy of being seen. Like I am worthy, like there is a rich history to these photos. And then as I started looking back, I found photos of back in 2010. And by the way, so 2010, I was probably... 17 or 18 and I don't it it shows when the photo was posted but I know that like I, I was still in high school at the time so I was probably 16 or 17 at the time and I found a photo and you can go back to my Instagram and look at the post it's the first photo there but it's a photo that I took with my first camera and it's a photo of me my sister and my little baby niece and all of a sudden, I am just immediately reminded of why I started photography in the first place. It like brought me back to my 16-year-old self that was super, like it came from such a genuine place. This was before even Instagram was a thing. This was before any, I don't know, it before like what it is now, what we know of family photos now or what we know of photography now. This was back when, like, I, I, I remember I was inspired by my cousin who, she was taking really nice, beautiful, high-quality photos, and she was posting them on Flickr, and that's what inspired me. That's how I started being drawn to, like, oh, this is a really beautiful aesthetic. I really like this. And I remember that my thought at the time was, you know what? I just want to take high-quality photos of my family and my friends, I just want to be known as the girl who takes really cute photos. 
and I just wanted them to be really cool and high quality and it's almost like it, I wanted it to be like the movie of our lives and I, I just it just it just was like genuine desire that I really like just beautiful images and anyway that's what that photo reminded me of that photo of my little baby niece she's still just a few months like she's probably like four or five months old she's such a tiny precious baby and of my sister and we're in the mirror and we're taking a photo and it just it just reminded me that my yearning for beautiful things and beautiful aesthetics come from just wanting nicer things because I feel like in my upbringing there just wasn't a lot of nice things I mean there were but also weren't it's almost like I saw nice things but I saw them from the outside like it was like a white people thing but when it came to being Latino it was like we didn't have the nice things and but it's weird I don't want to say that the whole way because we did have a few nice things and it is inspired from just like loving beautiful things but as I was scrolling through Facebook and I was seeing like other photos of there's one on there if you look at the post there's one of me and my high school graduation there's photos of there's family photos that my family and I have taken but my fam my mom has actually never hired a photographer to take photos of us the only time she did was at Kitty Candid's which if you live in Utah that's like a it's like JCPenney photos like where you go and JCPenney will take like those very old school formal photos of you that's like all I remember that my mom um, arranged time for us to do family photos but when I think of family photos like hiring out a photographer who to come take beautiful formal photos of us my mom has never done any of that and so because she's never done any of that I remember I just took matters into my own hands and I started taking photos of our family. And I was the one that was like intentional about capturing memories of us in a very beautiful and high quality way. And as I was scrolling through these photos or even writing this caption, I'm just like sobbing and I'm in tears because I just started asking myself like, why didn't my mom ever like, why, why is it that she didn't book family photos? And... I was like, I grew up in Utah and I would always get inquiries of white people that I would that lived in Utah that inquired about family photos all the time. And they it was normal for them to get family photos every year. But I was like, why is it that my mom doesn't take initiative to take family photos of us? And I remember just feeling like there was a part of me that was mad and angry. And there's also a part of me and I'm like sobbing the whole way as I'm writing this. But there's also a part of me that just feels like, like I think my mom is just like scared to take up space. I think she she doesn't see herself represented very much. So I think subconsciously she's like, oh, that's just like not for me. And I don't even know if she's conscious of it. If she's conscious of how she doesn't go into certain opportunities or certain spaces because she feels unsafe because she's this Latina woman in this predominantly white space and she goes to where the other Latinos are but with her kid like her kids obviously me growing up 
in this culture and me not feeling as othered. Like if I feel othered and I am white passing, I don't really have a heavy accent and like I could just be considered just like a typical white girl. Like if I feel othered, it had me thinking that I'm like, I think my mom feels very othered. Being an immigrant, having an accent, her English being kind of broken sometimes. And then on top of that, just even feeling like she is deserving of taking up space. And I, I remember I just, I, I started looking back at other photos that we've taken as well, like other family photos, um, especially times that we have visited Colombia and just how, it just has me thinking that like the photos that we had, they were, they were like very low quality photos. It was just, just like a little cheapy camera and like a lot of my family's photos are exactly that. Like you go to Colombia and you meet at someone's house for a barbecue and then you take a photo. There's no like elaborate planning and there's no, there's just no thought process of like, no, let's take like a beautiful formal photo and let's make that like a whole occasion. And I say that because I know I have taken photos of plenty of white people that schedule out days every year where they take a beautiful formal family photo and I just remember feeling just, again, I was feeling angry of like, why didn't my mom, doesn't, why doesn't she organize this? Why doesn't she call a photographer and arrange family photos? Or why doesn't she arrange family time? Or why doesn't she just like take initiative and take up space? And maybe this is a conversation that I've yet to have with my mom, but I think all I can think of just from asking my own mind it just comes back to just when you grow up in poverty or you grow up as an immigrant, you just grow up having to prove yourself all the time and you grow up working hard, hard, hard and you don't really ask for much and then you are given breadcrumbs and then you just kind of accept those breadcrumbs and act super grateful over those breadcrumbs. And I think that me really loving beautiful things whether it's nice clothes or whether it's beautiful design work whether it's graphic design or interior design or filmmaking or photography it all comes from that desire of like hey we we also like we also get to take up space we also get to be seen in a beautiful way we don't get to just be scrolled by and forgotten and dismissed quickly like we are also worthy of being show-stopping and, and it has me thinking of this comment by, I think it's James Baldwin, he's an activist who's now passed, if you don't know who he is, Google him, um, but he, he's a, he's a black activist, very well known and he didn't say this exact same words but he said it along these lines. But he's like, it's something for the oppressor to think things of you from the outside. But it's another thing when you think those things of yourself. And what growing up like impoverished or marginalized in any way, what that makes you believe about yourself and how you start to operate based on 
low self-worth and you don't even realize that you're operating low self-worth and you're canceling yourself out. And and sometimes I even notice that conditioning even within myself as I'm growing my business or even me taking up space. And why I talk about visibility so much because I have been so conditioned to hush, hush, be quiet, don't be too much, don't disturb too much. And how I just think of my work as it's, my work is the opposite. It is, it's almost like a tribute to to just anyone that has felt like they've needed to be small or they've needed to be quiet or they they have like this conditioning of like, yeah, you're not good enough or like or like they don't see themselves represented very much. So they just don't really try or put themselves out there very much. And and that's why I started photography. And that's why and what's interesting is that this mentality, I haven't really rebranded that much. I've always been like this. It comes from such a genuine lived experience of wanting to see my community and other communities that are typically underestimated and looked over it's like those are the stories that I want to highlight those are the stories that mean a lot to me those are the stories that are they're also worthy of being seen and being heard and being centered and yeah that's that's my spiel for today it just I think for a long time, I've kind of like distanced myself from my own work because I just think it's easy to get caught up with people saying, oh, it's not about aesthetics or or just like how Instagram became and it just became so fake for a while because people took photography to a new level and it just, it, it started becoming a vanity thing, but... I just want to I just want us to remember that photography like all these things are just records of moments that mean a lot to us and those photos are going to mean a lot to you a few like 5 years down the road. You know, like the, those photos appreciate over time. Like you will appreciate looking back at those memories and whether this is for business or personal use or family photos you're going to look back at those photos and they're going to mean so much to you. And I just don't think it's wise for us to just think of it as it being cheesy. And maybe it's not cheesy. Maybe other people don't think that. And But sometimes I just have the voices of other people that talk negatively over, over like, why do you want to take a photo all the time when I just think that this is from a movie Quinn and Slim, but it's like photography, it's not for vanity. It's proof of your existence. And it's it's records of what has happened, of the good, the bad, the ugly, and all of that is a beautiful thing. And it holds a lot of value. And I think sometimes we get caught up in things having to make us money or revenue or Or like, what's the ROI on this? But sometimes some things are just like, there's just no ROI on the value of looking back at the records of your own humanity. But like, it's still so meaningful on a personal level. And yeah, 
Anyways, I'm probably gonna have a call with my mom and just ask her, Mom, why is it that you don't book family photos? What's going on? Why is it that other families have family photos but we don't? So, alright, thanks for listening. This was vulnerable, but I wanted to express and... I hope this inspires you to connect with your own humanity in whatever way and I hope this inspires you to write more and to understand what your heart and your soul are telling you and I think by having that in mind you start to value yourself and your thoughts a lot more and I think it's a powerful tool in order for you to create your dream life. So. All right, I love and appreciate you all so much. Thanks for listening to this episode, sending everyone a big hug during this time. And if you found value in this, please repost it on on Instagram and tag me on it. Also, if you could rate and review, that would mean the world to me. I believe on Spotify, you can just say that it's five stars. Or if you're on Apple Podcast, uh, you would just uh, review as well doesn't even be anything elaborate but if you could write a few words if this impacted you in any way please do other than that i will catch you on the next episode thank you for tuning in